Today on the Freedom Cast, author Robert Hudson is here to discuss his new book, Our Best Tomorrow, Students Teaching Capitalism to America, what our schools fail to teach the next generation, and if there is still an American dream. I'm your host, Brad Jackson, and this is the April 25th, 2014 edition of the Freedom Cast. Joining us now on the Freedom Cast, co-author of Our Best Tomorrow, Students Teaching Capitalism to America, Robert Hudson is here. Robert, thanks so much for taking the time. Oh, and thanks for the opportunity. Let's talk about your book. You co-wrote this with your daughter who is in eighth grade, am I correct? Eighth grade? She She's in eighth grade, and she is a great writer of fiction and was developing knowledge of politics and business and I am not a great writer of fiction, so we we combine together to to author this book to try to reach our young students on subjects of freedom, capitalism, and the American dream. Talk about the three kids that she uh, highlights in this book. What, what are their stories, sort of in a nutshell here? Yeah, and the the idea there was to 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 captivate the attention and imagination of a student through these American dream stories and then add to those stories at the end of different sections pointers and education opportunities for kids to learn more about how the country fits together when it works well. The characters include Adelaide who um, at a young age had an interest in fashion. She came from a um, humble modest beginning. She was an immigrant and she uh, started at the lowest level um, a- as a shop clerk, and she worked uh, the kind of hours necessary to make it in America often, or at least usually. And so the, the student can see what it takes to succeed. If you're passionate, if you love what you're doing, and you're willing to invest the time and effort, uh, apply your talents, and you too can uh, can succeed. She ended up starting shops and um, uh, growing, employing um, hundreds of people over the course of year, touching their lives and helping their families improve their quality of life. And th- that's an example. I think the perhaps the most compelling character in the book is Isabella, who likewise had humble beginnings and ended up um, excelling in school despite having some social problems, difficulties relating to people. She focused her attentions focused on education, went into politics, leads a conservative revolution in the country, helping people see and understand how freedom is the answer. She becomes the first uh, female president of the United States. Well, that's fantastic. Um, Talk about the American dream for a minute. That's something that a lot of people feel is escaping them, but uh, you're quite optimistic about that. Why is that? It's well, personal experience as much as anything, and the experience of working with business owners. I'm a 
I'm a lawyer who counsels businesses working with small businesses. So each and every day I work with people who often started with nothing and through through really three factors the American dream lives. It's through education, hard work, and responsible decisions over a sustained period of time. None of us are going to be perfect, but if we can do those three things uh, and, and do them rather consistently with determination, the American dream is out there for everybody. And it, it certainly turned out that way for me and, and, and my parents and and again, the people around me, the people I work with, I get to listen to these stories of entrepreneurs every day, the challenges that they face, their dreams, hopes, opportunities, successes. And it's a real privilege to get to do that sort of thing. You, uh, I know, are speaking at a at a homeschool event soon. Talk about our education system as a whole, um, the importance of a better education for kids and uh, homeschooling and school choice, all those sort of things. Well, you know, the thing that got my attention and got lots of people's attention was that Pew study a couple of years ago indicating that um, as many kids preferred socialism uh, rather than capitalism. And, and, that, and that, that, that one poll, the one statistic confirms everything which, you know, most right-minded people believe, which is our public education system is not teaching, not teaching about free markets, not teaching about freedom and the opportunities in America. Because if kids understand those things, they're not going to reach a conclusion that socialism is preferred to capitalism. There is a massive failure within our education system on that topic. I know this through anecdotal evidence as well. I've talked to educators. I've been a part of education committees. And I ask questions such as why don't we teach about the economic impact and the quality of life that's created when a new development goes up in the urban core? And the answer I get is we don't have time for that or we can't teach that or we don't understand that. Um, I don't buy any of that. I know having two kids in public schools, there's plenty of time to teach this. And it's not difficult to teach. It's so easy to teach, in fact, that we've written a book which can reach a middle school student of average intelligence and teach that middle school student everything they need to know about the subject. It's just not tough. Why is it not taught? <laughs> a lack of interest or enthusiasm for the topic, which is shameful. I'm very passionate about the fact that we need to change this about our educational system. Frankly, I'm not sure how to go about it other than hand-to-hand -hand combat, <laughs> one, school, one school district at a time. You know, I mean, literally, we're going to be going over the course of the next year to two years to board meeting after board meeting after board meeting begging schools to teach this subject matter. That's the level of passion that we have for this project. Are schools really failing our kids right now, whether they be elementary, middle, or, or high school? Are they not getting the education they should be? Well, that, you know, a pretty broad question. Let, let me just share my, my, my personal experience. And, and it's been a little while ago. I had a great experience in the public school system. My kids, Robbie and Lauren, Lauren being an eighth grader, Robbie being a senior, their education has been terrific. And, you know, it's like any other thing in life. It is what you make of it. 
and 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 it it has to stem and and and, re, and, and connect back to your family unit. In, in not all cases, but most cases, you know, my heart goes out to the teacher who's trying to manage a classroom where the kids uh, aren't focused, don't care. Uh, I'm not sure what you can do about that as a public school teacher. Um, the best thing that we can do, the only thing that we can do is show up, teach the subject matter as best we can. In the end, it's up to the families and the kids to get to where they need to be on these subjects. Uh, but all that being said, I'd like to see some minor adjustments in curriculum so that we can get off this track of, uh, you know, a, a significant segment of our population misunderstanding uh, America, which is where we are right now. Why, why, in some sense, do you think that is? Is there a uh, is there a lack of uh, understanding of these principles that you talk about in the book? Is it just that they don't teach them? Is it that broader society is part of the problem? How do you think we've gotten to this point there? Well, it's <clears throat> excuse me, I'm not exactly sure how we've gotten to this point, but I know what the essence of the problem is. It's a lot easier to understand the the message uh, uh, from the the big government crowd than it is to understand the message of the limited government approach and and here's why it's just so simple um president obama talks about income inequality he talks about minimum wage those things are really simple to understand in order to understand our part of this equation you have to go through a two to three step process you have to understand that minimum wages feel good for the people who are getting the higher minimum wages, but it doesn't feel so good for the person who lost out on their first job opportunity. So all of our principles are but type principles. Yes, minimum wage sounds good, but you need to consider the second and third parts. The problem is kids are not getting to the second and third parts. I mean, think about how we're communicating our information via, via Twitter, via Facebook, um, how many of us are reading books? How many of us are, I mean, even even on the best networks uh, on television, including, in my opinion, Fox News, you get a lot of debate and discussion, but how often do you get access to the right subject matter to get those butt points that we need them to get so that they can succeed? I mean, this is not about our ideology. This is about their generation. Their generation, how will they have the most opportunities? And they can't get it with big government. Somehow or another, kids have to figure that out. They're going to have to fight through the noise and get there. What did, your, what did you and your daughter learn from writing this book? Um, obviously, it's, it's a subject that you're passionate about. Um, by sitting down and writing this out, is there something that the two of you learned that you hadn't previously realized? Well, I, the the flippant answer is I learned she's a better writer than I am. Uh, <laughs> I, I had authored a previous book on capitalism for adults called A Better Tomorrow. And, and the reason why this current book exists is that I knew, having written that first book, that any kid could understand these principles, that they were that simple. And, and so I began adapting some portions of my book to a student book, and realized Lauren could 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 carry the uh, water on the fictional uh, accounts that would captivate kids' attention. Well, it took me forever to adapt my book to kids. It took Lauren literally 40 hours 
over the course of a summer to write her portions. We submitted them to a publisher. They went through almost completely without edit, and including punctuation. I mean, it was truly a thing of beauty. So I'm blessed that way to have a daughter who can make that contribution. We we worked separate for the most part until the end of the process. And at the end of the process, as we started blending her portions with my portions, that's when Lauren fine-tuned her knowledge of the subject matter. And, you know, Lauren's not an economist. Uh, she's an eighth grader. But all of these concepts were so readily grasped and so obvious to her, it convinced me even more that every single kid in America can get this, and they'll be better off if they do get it, rather than listening uh, only to the other side of this debate we have in our country about the future. Robert Hudson, co-author of Our Best Tomorrow, Students Teaching Capitalism to America, which you can get right now on Amazon in both paperback and for your Kindle. We highly recommend it. Robert, thanks so much. It's been a pleasure having you here. And Brad, thank you for the opportunity. Thanks for the great work you guys do at FreedomWorks. We appreciate it. Thank you.